Will you still need me? Will you still feed me when I'm 64? Welcome to Senior Living Connecticut, a show that explores solutions for Connecticut's families and adults striving for the best in senior living. I'm Bill Corbett, manager at Evergreen Crossings Independent Senior Living and author of the book, The 2.0 Entrepreneur. We're sitting down with industry area subject matter experts in this show to find out what they've learned along the way and get them to share it with us to help families in the Connecticut area. With personal stories, case studies, and expert quotes, the book, When Your Parent Moves In, Every Adult Child's Guide to Living with an Aging Parent offers families the skills and strategies they need for an easy and harmonious transition. The co-author, David Horgan, is my guest today, and he's also a director and producer whose work has appeared in uh, a lot of mainstream media. Welcome to the show, David. Hey, it's a pleasure to be here, Bill. <laughs> How long did it take you to put this book together? Because you did work with Shira Block. That's right. Uh, I had uh, my mother-in-law moved in, and it was a bumpy, painful process, and I started kind of journaling as we were going through all the difficulty and what was happening, and I thought, well, you know, there isn't any book like this on Amazon. Maybe I should talk to Shira Block and see if we can propose this to her agent as a book, and he said, this is a very good idea. So I started taking all these things I was journaling about, and Shira started doing prescriptive information, and as we looked for the book deal, we were writing. So it took us probably about six months to get the book written, and it took that long to finally get a publisher that said, we want to publish this. So by the time they said, we want the book, we had it all written. Now, where was the moving of your mother-in-law in this picture? Was this before it started, in the middle, after? This was this was during. This was while, you know, first she moved into a room and was building this addition oh, wow. onto the house. So you can imagine, life got turned upside down. And I've always felt that there's a, a very therapeutic value in journaling. And as I was journaling, you know, I spent five, six years doing medical education. I won this Freddie Award, actually beat out C. Everett Coop, which I thought was pretty wild. You know, who am I? But, you know, <laughs> uh, so I've, I've had a background in education and uh, putting the journal together with Shira and my real life experiences. I think that we came up with a, a pretty good guide. If you look at the last, you know, uh, several pages of the book, we put a lot of elder care checklists in there. So we really wanted this to be like the what to expect when you're expecting of elder care planners. And I think that we did a pretty comprehensive job, if you take a look at it. One of the earliest chapters in the book is all about accepting the inconsistency of your parents' condition. Yeah. What can you tell us about that? Yeah, that's when you get into role reversal, you know, and you remember your dad is this big, strong guy who took care of you. And uh, it's pretty difficult when, you know, you go to visit your father and you see the wrinkled hands aging and know that he's having difficulty opening medicine bottles and forgetful and, and perhaps dangerous, you know, things with stoves being left on gas stoves. So I think it's really hard for <laughs> a lot of people, they, they live in that denial, you know, Oh, dad forgot to do this and that. But, you know, I get forgetful, too. You know, you try to do all that stuff to manage through. You just don't want to face the fact that they're really they're getting older and they need more care. And then you have to make the decision, well, how do we do this? And that's why a lot of people move their parent in. They think, well, they took care of me. I should take care of them. 
But sometimes, you know, when you have a parent, especially if they have medical conditions, if there's dementia going on, what I always say is that I can bring somebody a blanket and soup and take your temperature. But if you need more care than that, I'm not really the right person for that. And that's what people face when they have a parent come to live with them. That's what I think is really good about your book is because if they're thinking about it, they should probably read through here because they we, they have a perception in their mind as to what it's going to be like and then reality and they don't match. Yeah, I always right? say that when your parent moves in is like a sex guide. Okay, so parents don't want to talk to kids about sex, so you give them this book, read this, and then you'll find out the details. <laughs> What's well, the same thing? Give this book to your mom, to your dad. Let them read through everything. We've got lots of scenarios in there, lots of situations where people did it and how it went. Then make the decision if you want to do it. And their behavior begins to change, uh, sometimes gradually, sometimes more. We had a, uh, of course, I manage independent living, but the other day, a resident uh, came to the desk, to the front desk, and said, you know, I, I don't know the code to get into my apartment. I, I just don't know it. And right. I said, okay, w- we, you know, she's, and I said, remember we set up the number that you would remember because it's a number you used for many years. And she rattled off the number, and I said, that's it. She goes, but it doesn't work. And I go, you just, you press the four buttons in order. She goes, I'm doing it, but it's not working. Mm-hmm. And she was getting very frustrated yep. because that's one of the things they get very frustrated very easily. Right. And I'm, and of course, I've got seven things going on at once right here. And then, but she wa- needs to get into her apartment to watch right. her television show. That's right. And I don't understand how can she not be pushing the buttons and opening the door. So I said, you know what? And this is what I often do. Uh, Let me go with you. Let's find out and look at what you're doing to see if I can help solve the problem. Mm -hmm. So I followed her to apartment, and as we got to her door, she pulls out her television remote and presses the buttons on the remote for the TV. And she said, look, it's not opening the door. There you go. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. Something as simple as that is frustrating her. She doesn't understand. And I said, look, you push the buttons right on the door by the door handle. She said, oh, and then it's like, I am so sorry. I'm so sorry. No, no, no. Don't apologize. Right. And you're trying to help them understand because they feel embarrassed. Right. They've got the anger then the frustration and then the regret. Yeah. 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 But at least, you know, in, in your situation, they're there with professionals. When someone moves into their parents, you know, moves into their parents, move into their kid's house, you're not a professional, you know, especially if they're they're going through a difficult time. And we see so many times that, uh, when the when the kids come in and spend time with their with their parent, they get frustrated, just as frustrated, and go, "Mom, no, that's right. You have to do this, or I told you you've got to do that." And so sometimes I like to take the kids aside and go, "You have to be calm." They don't get it. They don't understand. And it's no different than parenting. Remember, we were on my show and we talked about parenting. Kids don't get it. They don't (laughs) see that side. And that's the whole development process with developing the brain. But when in the senior cycle, you know, they're trying their best and they feel so bad. And it's it's really unfortunate. Well, you know, you you make me think of a story uh, that's in the book when your parent moves in. I looked at everything when my mother-in-law moved in from my perspective. How was my life diminished? How was my life being affected by this this decision that we made? And then I, I remember my, my wife at the time came and said how much her mother missed gardening in her yard and putting all these decorative items out. 
So I went upstairs and I typed out this, you know, in Photoshop, this official deed to the backyard. And I deeded her the backyard. I said, you own it. And it was this magic moment where the two of us connected. And finally, I started seeing things from her perspective. You know, instead of just whining and complaining about what happened to me, I said, to you, this is what happened to her. And I think that's a real important part. If you're going to move a parent in, you can't just look at it from how am I being affected? Maybe you need to take a few minutes or hours to think about how their life is. And that's so hard to do. It really right. is. It can be very hard when especially both both young adults are working Kids. and they're tired and they're and they're in we call what the sandwich generation, you know, yep. and they've got kids and then they've got parents and sometimes and they have to deal with them in, in different ways. But yet, similar ways. Right. We are uh, talking with uh, David Horgan, co-author of the book, When Your Parent Moves In, Every Adult Child's Guide to Living with an Aging Parent. I really encourage you to go out to Amazon, get it. It's, I'm assuming it, they can get it on their Kindle so they can read it. Yep. You know, if it's, it's on Kindle. It's available digital. Audiobook. Uh, not audiobook yet. Not on Audible? So maybe I better get that going. I think you, I'm the one who has to read it. I think me and Shira Block would have to go back and forth or something like that. I don't know how you do that process. But. Well, uh, we can talk later because all of my books are on Audible, and um, I've got more people downloading on Audible than the print yeah, version I, n- because I they're understand. so busy and they're traveling and they need to right. listen to it. Play it in their car. Do you, do you know, can I have someone else read it? Or Yes, absolutely. Oh, wow. And there are several ways you can do that. You can find a good reader, yeah. a couple of ways. Right on Audible, or there are some websites you can find some good readers. And I think I like listening to it when the actual author reads it. It's, it adds a touch. If you're able to, it's, it requires some time. Yeah, actually, but the, Shira's very good on camera and on microphone. So maybe the two of us would be like... One of those morning shows, you know, back and forth. Something I don't know if you're familiar with uh, Gary Vaynerchuk, uh, marketer. I love his books because he goes off script. He'll read his chapter and they go, okay, everybody, you're getting a bonus here. Yeah. And he goes off script and he I goes off in, on a tangent. Right. And I go, I love it because I'm getting more content. So if you could do that. And I've done that with my books. I said, okay, that's the chapter. But now here's five things I didn't include I when I originally read, or, you know, wrote this book. Yep. So it's an added touch and it really brings you closer to your listeners. So we should talk later. Sure. Absolutely. So we talked about the frustrations. We talked about. You know, inappropriate behavior and and getting upset and frustrated. What about the joys? There's got to be a bunch of joys when that happens, right? Because sure. that's going to bring you closer. It can potentially bring you closer to your mom uh, in the in her final years, right? Uh, yeah, and, and you think about it, a mother or a father. Uh, there's time you're going to spend with them, and if you value that time, you could start asking them about you know what was like when they were a kid growing up. All these things that happened in what the the 1930s, 1940s. You know that's historical information. That's family information that really can you know tell you a lot about where you came from, and it can give you insight into the kind of person they became. You know because of all the things that happened in their lives. Uh, and in my case, uh, grandma used to sit on the porch and the kids would put on shows for her and they'd play guitar. And, uh, you know, she, she had a lot more interaction with her grandchildren than she would have had if she was living somewhere else. So there are definitely some some good parts there. And I think it goes back to what I said earlier, that if you really understand their perspective and if everybody can meet in the middle, you, you can make this work. There's a software out there, or not a software, there's an app called StoryWorth, which I love. And I'm trying to get in touch with the, the creators out of California. StoryWorth, where 
you, the, the senior with their kids come up with a list of 20 questions. And then the StoryWorth mm. sends you one of the questions and asks you to write an essay about it. And then over time, and I think it's like there's 52 questions mm-hmm. altogether, they put it together into a book. And it's and wow. it's really a, a treasure to keep yeah, close. Yeah, that's neat. i got to check that out. Yeah, StoryWorth. Uh, and so we're hoping to feature them on the show. Uh, it's uh, There's so much in this book, we could spend multiple shows going over it, but... Uh, again, we've been um, interviewing uh, David Horgan, co-author of the book, When Your Parent Moves In, and uh, Every Adult Child's Guide to Living with an Aging Parent. Thank you so much for coming in, David. Uh, it's a pleasure. Thanks, Bill. I uh, hope you find it on Amazon. It's definitely going to be a big help, uh, really help you if you're considering uh, moving your parent in. You've been listening to Senior Living Connecticut. I'm Bill Corbett from Evergreen Crossings Retirement. And you'll find us on the air every Saturday morning at 8.30. Or you can listen to our podcast online at seniorliving-ct.com. Now, if you have ideas or topics for future shows or guests that we should be interviewing, please email us at seniorlivingct at gmail.com, seniorlivingct at gmail.com. Or you can call me at 860 860- 327-8899. You've been listening to Senior Living Connecticut on the Talk of Connecticut.